In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So in the Chaldean Church, last week we started the season of Annunciation. Right? So last week we had the angel of the Lord announce that St. John the Baptist will be born. He announced it to Zechariah. Today we read the angel of the Lord announcing to Our Lady that she will be the mother of God. Next week is the announcement of the birth of John the Baptist. The following week, an angel is going to show up to St. Joseph and tell him to not divorce Our Lady. And then we have Christmas. The Annunciation of the Angels to the Shepherds. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. So the angels are going to prepare the way of the Lord. And they go on to say, glory to God in the highest, peace on earth, and good hope to all forever. This greeting, by the way, is how we start every Mass. We say that three times. Glory to God in the highest for what he's about to do, for the gift that he's about to bestow us with of sending his only begotten son. In the Latin church, they think about this a little bit different. They call this season Advent. Advent comes from the word Adventus, the Latin word Adventus, which means coming. So in the Latin church, they are preparing for the coming of Christ. St. Bernard of Clairvaux, in one of his homilies, speaks of the three comings of Christ. Right? So the first coming of Christ happened 2,000 years in Bethlehem. This is what we celebrate on Christmas. Jesus becoming man, right? God becoming man. But you see, Jesus was not created 2,000 years ago. Jesus was there from the very beginning. He is begotten, not made, of the same substance with the Father. He is the Word. And St. John the Baptist says, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. God became man. The greatest act of humility ever, right? Ever seen. What humility that an all-powerful God, all-knowing God, came into the world as a defenseless baby surrounded by animals. He did not come to assert dominance as many expected him to. That's what the Israelites were expecting. They were expecting a warrior right? A military leader that's going to save them from the Romans who were oppressing them. But he came as a humble infant. We anticipate this first coming by thanking God for what he did, for coming down and saving us from our sins, and by celebrating Christmas. The second coming is when Jesus returns at the end of time, right? The second coming of Christ is when he returns for the faithful. It's when he separates the righteous from the unrighteous. The second coming is when the world will end, when Jesus comes back, when we receive our resurrected body and we get a new Jerusalem, a new heaven. This is our faith. This is what we believe. And when we prepare, and the way we prepare for this second coming is by keeping the faith, by living our lives the way Jesus lived his life, so that one day when we are judged, we can hear Jesus say, well done, my good and faithful servant, instead of depart from me, I never knew you. That's the hope we have in Christ. And that's why we live the way Jesus taught us to live. But we need to be vigilant because we don't know when that day will come. Matthew 24, 42 says, watch therefore for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. St. Paul also urges us to stay vigilant, to stay awake. Awake, not woke, right? So in Romans 13, 11, it says, It is full time now for you to wake from sleep. Staying awake and remaining vigilant means we need to think about our death. 
that moment of death when we are ready to meet God. In Latin, they call it Momento Mori. Momento Mori was a slogan that a lot of saints used in the medieval times, right? They always had death in mind. To remember to stay vigilant because they knew at any given moment they had to answer for their lives. They had to meet their maker, right? I don't know if you've seen any pictures of old saints sitting on their guests. There's always a skull sitting, a human skull sitting on their desk, reminding them of death, reminding them that one day we will be nothing but bones buried six feet underground. Okay, Abuna, Christmas homily, we're supposed to be happy. What are we doing here? That's where the third coming of Christ comes in. See, it's not third in order or in importance. It's actually second in order because it comes after the first but before the third. It's first it's in importance because what we do with the third coming determines our salvation. The third coming of Christ is when Jesus comes into our hearts. When we allow the Lord to be part of our lives. And that homily that I mentioned earlier, St. Bernard said, we know that there are three comings of the Lord. The third lies between the other two. It is invisible, while the other two are visible. In the first, he was seen on earth, dwelling among men. He himself testifies that they saw him and hated him. In the final coming, all flesh will see the salvation of our God, and they will look on him whom they pierce. The intermediate coming is a hidden one. It is only the elect to see the Lord within their own selves, and they are saved. In his first coming, our Lord came in our flesh and in our weakness. In the middle coming, he comes in spirit and power. In the final coming, he will be seen in glory and majesty. How do we anticipate this third coming of Christ? How do we anticipate him coming into our heart? There are certain things we do, right? When we think of Christmas, there are certain traditions that we do, and they're all beautiful, right? But sometimes we get so caught up in these little traditions that we actually forget the true meaning of Christmas, of why we celebrate this beautiful gift when God took on flesh and became human. We're worried about what we're going to wear, what we're going to eat, who we're going to visit, what presents to buy. Better yet, what presents am I going to get? What kind of decorations am I going to put out? Do you know that a lot of people say Christmas is the most stressful time of the year for them? What should be the most joyful time? What are we stressing about? I think we need to rethink what these traditions actually mean. So one of the traditions that we have as Catholics is we put a major in our house, right? We have one here. Jesus is not here, but on Christmas Day, baby Jesus is coming. But what I love about this is that we have a crown. We have a crown symbolizing that the king is coming. Our king is coming, my brothers and sisters. Are you ready? Are you ready to receive him into your heart? See, instead of worrying about what we're going to wear this Christmas, let us remember the words of St. Paul. In Ephesians says, he writes about putting on the armor of God. That's what we should be clothed with. He says, therefore, put on the armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all of this, take up the shield of faith, 
with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. That is your shield of salvation, to read what God wants to say to you, to read His Word, to read the Bible. The King of the universe is coming, my brothers and sisters. Are you ready? So we try to lose weight for the holiday season, right, to fit our Christmas clothes. But instead of just shedding weight, let's shed our anxieties, our fears, our worries. Let's give everything to the Lord. How about we fast in preparation for Advent? Here's something you don't hear every day. What did you give up for Advent? What did you give up for Christmas? You know, in the Chaldean church, in our tradition, there was a 21-day fast before Christmas. We have Edazora and Edaraba. We also have Somazora and Somaraba. This is how our ancestors celebrated Christmas, prepared themselves for the coming of our king. We deny ourselves because our king denied himself a comfortable place to live. He denied himself with being with the Father, leaving his throne in heaven to come to save us, to come for our salvation. St. Paul in 2 Philippians writes beautifully about this. He says, Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not deem equality with God as something to be grasped. Rather, he emptied himself, took, took the form of a slave, coming in human likeness and found in human appearance. He humbled himself, becoming obedient to death, even death on the cross. Because of this, God greatly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee will bound, of those in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. The King of kings is coming. Are you ready? Are you ready to receive him? We put up de decorations and lights in our house to let the whole neighborhood know that we are Christian. Imagine if we took the works of Jesus seriously and we became the light of the world. That we treat our neighbors with respect, with love, as Jesus would treat them, right? They will know, we can treat them with love so that they will know Jesus is alive in your home. And they will know this by our love and not by the lights that we put up in front of our, in front of our houses. The king is coming. Are you ready? See, Christmas is known as the season of giving. It's a time to celebrate Jesus' birthday. Yet, ironically, we're the ones that get all the gifts. Parents, how about we get a cake that says, Happy Birthday to Jesus on them. And after we eat, we gather the family together and we sing Jesus, Happy Birthday. So that way, not only for our cakes, but for us to realize why we are gathered on that day. To celebrate the birthday of our king. That instead of running to the Christmas tree on Sunday morning to get our gifts, we run to the altar every single Sunday to receive the greatest gift ever given to us sitting under this tree, the tree of life. The king is coming. Are you prepared? Let us be prepared, my brothers and sisters. Let us prepare to welcome Jesus into our hearts, into our homes, into our lives. Let us be ready to live for him and no longer for this world. Be ready to reclaim the culture, to reclaim Christmas for King Jesus. Amen?